0: Welcome to Christie's Comedy Pod. I think it's recording. Yeah. So, you might not have read the description of the last video. Um, the last podcast. In the description, you know, I made that at like two a.m. after running all day. I made the podcast, and I was writing the description at four a.m. Because I had li- I had listened to it back. I had listened to the podcast back. And I didn't think it was a good podcast. So the description is me apologizing. I didn't want to just delete the podcast. Because I want to just put out everything. And I don't want to have to repeat stories again. I just want it to all just go out. So I still posted it. And I just apologized in the description because I know it was annoying. Like, I listened back to it. I felt like it was an, an annoying podcast. Uh, I was definitely out of it. I mean, part of it, I mean, I've been running. Today I've run 7.5 miles and I still have about 12 more to go after I do this. I've been running sixteen miles a day. I'm trying to do tw- I'm trying to do twenty today. Um, my body hurts and stuff, so I think I was really out of it because I was um in pain. So I just wasn't present with the podcast, and I w- I just went into this character. I was I was like, hi, oh my god, like, and I just like I went into this character that. Um, was kind of annoying, honestly. Um, You can tell I wasn't present because I was using a lot of filler words without ever noticing. Because, you know, I'm trying not to use filler words. But in the last podcast, I, I said like, and literally, and totally, and like all these words. I used them a thousand times. Because I was just so out of it. I kept telling cringy stories about myself where I was the villain, you know, of the story, just back to back. I was, it made me, like, it it just sounded like an unlikable person. I was like, I remember when I did, I I remember when I did this bad thing, and then this bad thing, and this bad thing. It was like, okay, girl, nobody gives a fuck, and you're just unlikable. What are you, I wasn't giving anything, I feel like. Um, I don't know, it was hard for me to put my finger on it. The fact that I I just felt it was cringe. It was hard for me to put my finger on it. I was trying to do that. It felt selfish because I've said that I want to be really present with the podcast. I really want to make sure I'm being real, like my real self. Because it's hard for me to um, not go off on tangents that are not even real to to me. I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm supposed to be funny. But, okay, I was trying to, like, uh, put my finger on it, and then I was on YouTube, and I just... uh, A a podcast came up of one of my, you know, colleagues, he's interviewing this girl, and it's kind of a successful podcast, kind of, but not really... I was called to press on, on that podcast and kind of watch. I, I skimmed through it. I watched about an hour of it, and it's two hours. And it was a disaster. So this guy, he was supposed to be interviewing a girl. And for the whole podcast, he just kept talking. She said like, 50 words in two hours. And he said, I mean, he just would talk and talk. He would, he would finally get around to asking her a question. And then he would just say, before she could answer, he would just say, here's my answer. And he would answer the question for himself. And then forget to ever let her answer. And just move on to the next. And he would tell story after story after story of his own life. And you could see, I was watching the video, and you could see how much, he's like a very long time comedian. He's like old. um, You could see how much he was taking pleasure in just telling story after story of his life in detail, just holding her captive and just having the camera on. He thought he was doing a good job. He thought everyone is at the edge of their seats Listening to these stories. And in fact, every single person, including the girl, is just waiting for him to stop so she can talk. Um, and I really related to that. That helped me so much put my finger on the problem. The last podcast, I don't really, I mean, I don't know, but. It seems like I just kept telling story after story, believing that there's people out there who would be interested in listening and not trying to actually provide, not trying to let you have your turn, you know, provide anything. Just, just listen to this, listen to this. Just kind of self, just enjoying it for my own self, just enjoying listening to myself just talk. Um, I said it, like, three times during the podcast. I said, it feels like I'm just rambling. But I didn't really know that it was kind of a mess until I listened back, and I was like, yeah, this this actually sucks. I don't like it. Uh, I just want to... You know, it was funny. It's funny. It's a good... I don't know. Ah! Um... But I just don't want to, I just felt selfish. It just felt like very selfish, a self-centered, unlikable girl just being like, oh my god, one time I did this, and oh my god, one time I did this, and oh my god, one time. Like, it just felt like that. And that's, that's like a character piece. That's not even me. I was just leaning into something else because my real reality is in pain. I'm, I'm, I'm in extreme pain. I'm kind of sunburnt so sore and I was rejected by that guy, you know, like whatever online I just wanted to kind of go into I don't know if anybody who would listen to this cares about comedy or comedians I, I really don't understand if people care about that, who who don't do it um But this guy, the guy that was interviewing the girl, I'm gonna refer to that a lot. Can you hear this ambulance? I I tried for a long time to find a quiet spot. So the guy that was interviewing the girl, it just, it reminded me, I mean, he's unsuccessful. He's been doing this for, I mean, at least 20 years. And he's very unsuccessful. And you watch and it's, is the ambulance coming over here? You watch this interview and it's so disgusting to see the way he just takes pleasure in talking. He thinks he's such a legend in his own mind that he just tells these details. He looks at the camera and just, you can see. I mean, he's making eye contact with the camera and he you can see that he thinks he's really interesting. And, oh my God, it was like, I, I related to it so much in a bad way, I was like horrified. Oh my God, I don't want to think I'm interesting like that. You know, I don't, I don't want to be like, you know, just telling these stories. So, there's just this like, interesting way that comedy can be a great thing. It can be silly and fun. And great, and then it can be super dark—not dark as in you know fun satirical 9/11 jokes, but dark as in it's not a good thing. And being around comedy, especially like live comedy and stuff for so long, I, I know that that's true. Jim Gaffigan—he's a famous for being a clean comic. He says that comedy has an aftertaste. And he tries to make sure that his comedy has a good aftertaste. And what that means is that you enjoy a night at a show. You're laughing. But some shows you leave and on the way home you feel bad. Because the stuff you were laughing at was actually genuinely negative. Like there's an actual bad aftertaste. You were genuinely uh, making fun of someone like in a real way. There's a very big difference between cancel culture of just whatever, you know, saying that a joke is offensive, even though it's just a joke. And then what um, some comedians, some comedians genuinely do. I I know a lot of comedians who genuinely do hate a group of people and they make jokes kind of hating on that, that group of people. And the jokes get laughs because I guess people keep leaning in and, and they do a lot of, hey, fuck, cancel culture, or, like, they do a lot of that. And then they keep leaning in to just these jokes that are hating a certain group of people. And I know this, pr- I know the comedian, I know that they, they hate this, per- like, this, they hate this group. Like, they really do. The jokes are real. Um, the only reason that you can call them jokes is because they do get laughs. And I'm not saying like that I would get like, you know, get them in tr- like get them in trouble or anything like that. I'm just saying that there's two parts of of comedy that's really really dark. And and this is that one first part of like, just because something gets a laugh doesn't mean that it's okay. And sometimes people are like, yeah, no, it got a laugh, so it's fine. I think it's funny, so it's fine. And it's like you you forget that. The villain in every movie, you know, the villain, the maniacal villainous laugh. Um, you forget that prisoners of war, <laughs> like, get humiliated and, like, raped and stripped naked and humiliated in front of crowds of of the winning society. And the, and the crowds laugh. Um, y- y- you just, you forget that... Wait, what was I... <laughs> the bullies, like, bullies in elementary school and middle school, they're bullying people and they're getting the most laughs. They walk home kind of maybe thinking that they're the funniest person at the the school. But just because them bullying, you know, a nerd or whatever, just because that gets everyone's laughing does not mean that that's okay. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, I think half of Comedian like half of people that you meet in live comedy are actually the bullies from elementary school and middle school And they they were like, oh, I get all the laughs You know, I'm the class clown I get all the laughs and they like they become a comedian and and they keep kind of being a bully and and it's It's crazy and you're like "Yeah, that's you know Just because you're getting a laugh doesn't mean that something's okay. I don't know That doesn't even relate to the interview. What does relate is the second part of comedy being a dark thing Oh my god, I forgot to mention um, Plato and Aristotle, the two, two out of the three first philosophers, basically. They both touched on comedy. They both touched on humor. Aristotle, uh, well, Plato said that humor and comedy would be outlawed in Plato's Republic. If he was to make a Republic, that was his... full. Ph- that was his theorizing. If he was to make a republic, comedy and humor would be outlawed. It would be illegal. Because he said that he believed that 100% of the time that there's laughter and humor and comedy, 100% of the time, there's a victim. There's somebody that's, being, that's paying the price. It's at somebody else's expense. It, it's like a malicious He believed it 100% of the time, you know? And, And there's merit to that, you know? There is... You do have to question, you know... Jim Gaffigan calls it the aftertaste of comedy. Like, can you feel good? Do you feel good still? So... And then, by the way, Aristotle disagreed. And he said that humor was the best state... Like, laughter was the best state in human existence. It was the best place that you could get to in human existence was laughter, so he loved it. So, very, a huge disagreement there. So, okay, now let's go to the second dark thing about comedy. And this is kind of crazy, but I've done DMT twice, and that's not that much, I haven't really, it's whatever. But if you research people who have done DMT, dimethyltryptamine you know people who have done hallucinogens you know ayahuasca stuff like that and who have gone into these other worlds whatever and met entities and stuff if you read all the discussion boards you'll see that a common thing that people find is there's a hellish thing there's a hellish vibe that's like a dark smoky hellish evil vibe and then above that is like a white light of love vibe. So you got the heaven and hell, but the most common, oh my God, sorry. The most common area in this DMT, ayahuasca atmosphere is actually this kind of middle ground that's kind of like space, outer space. And it's full of entities that are, ki- that are not perfect. They're a little bit mean-spirited sometimes. They're flawed. They're often referred to as tricksters, jokers, um, jesters. They often look pretty much exactly like a jester or a clown. And they're often, like, pushing you and, like, um... They they laugh a little bit in a mean way, like they're bullying you. Okay, it's, like, pretty out there. What was I... Oh, yeah. So... In the Muslim faith, they don't just have, basically, angels and demons. They also have a word, shira or whatever, I forgot the word, but they actually have a word for what is most entities, which is um, middle ground, and it says that you need to avoid them because they're going to try to come influence you and, like, do stuff, and they're flawed, and it says that you need to avoid these, these people. So a lot of people say that, and there's paintings, there's images on, on Google Images. If you, if you go to, like, DMT, you know, trickster entities, I don't know, on, on Google Images, there's images of these clowns, these, like, jokers in this, like, in, in this scary atmosphere. And they'll be, they're there forever. I just remember seeing this image there's a, it's a, it's like a jokester and he's on a stage performing. He's trying to perform on a stage and it's to no one. It's empty. And there's more of them. Like there's other stages, these tricksters and like these things are, it's kind of like this ego of like performing and thinking that they're a legend, thinking that they are, Correct and they're better than everyone else and they deserve an audience and they're performing and there's no one in the audience It's just a stage with empty vastness around it and they're doing their performance and That really hits me hard Especially knowing what live comedy looks like all day long every day There's a lot of that feeling out there. There's a lot of comedians who perform half of every single day on stage to no one, um, for 20 years, this guy in particular, this inner, this guy that I, I watched on the interview, like, this is very much him, you know, he's just so, he embraces demonic stuff, he, you know, he talks about genuine demonic things that he's done to people, um, and he thinks it's funny, like, he thinks, I'm not going to say a story in detail because then they'll know who it is. But, like, he's done terrible things to people and he's like, but I think it's funny. And he thinks he's a legend and he has no audience. It just, um, I try to, I try to remember that stuff and just think about, I don't want to be da- in that darkness. Okay! Okay! Um, I did over an hour of that podcast. And I just wanted to give you an hour of it yesterday. So the last 40 minutes are going to be at the end of this one. I just didn't want you to have a full dose of what I felt was kind of an annoying podcast. But it's kind of good. Like, I mean, there's so many parts that were actually good, especially at the end of the one that I'm posting on here. I think it's hilarious and cool. So... You know, it's not, it's kind of worth it to listen to it. But, okay, I'll just talk to you about just updates. You know, I have been continuing to run on the beach. My body looks more fit. I was talking yesterday about how I gained two pounds since starting to run a lot. And that was so confusing. My body is definitely starting to look more fit. I noticed just now today and then I weighed myself I gained another 2 pounds I've gained 4 pounds since starting to run which is really mysterious I don't think it's building muscle it just doesn't seem right but I googled it and it makes sense that it's like water retention because I'm definitely injuring myself a lot I can feel it you know when, when you just Tear yourself up. It's basically swelling up with water because it's healing all of these muscle tears and stuff. So I'm fine with that. I'm fine with a little bit of water retention and swelling. I feel like I'm actually getting fit. So we're back to this being a good thing. I was scared yesterday. I was like in a bad mood. You know, I I had been working really hard on running and just gaining weight. And I just was, yeah. So, by the way, Tampa, Florida in January, it's really great weather. Nobody is there at the beach. The beach is empty. It's so easy to find free parking and and just be chilling. The beach is perfect. I mean, you get a perfect amount of sun, um, a perfect crisp breeze. You can be in your bikini all day. Nobody comes for the winter, but I think you should. I mean, why would you come for the summer? It's too hot. People are crazy. The guy who rejected me, I mean, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, there's this extremely hot guy who I actually realized, you know, he is out of my league. And that was really bothering me, you know, to see a guy where I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a person that's, kind of out of my league. I don't think I can impress this guy. This is a type of guy who only is only kind of willing to date girls who just have their nails done, hair did, high heels on type of girls. Just really perfect. And I, I really put myself together well, but it's like I don't do my nails. I just keep them short and no paint. I do not wear high heels so I'll just show up in sneakers and like I don't wear real bras you know I just wear sports bras just even thinking about that the type of girls that this guy dates wear wear real bras and they have probably kind of fake boobs or just really nice boobs and they wear real bras and like a dress with high heels and I'm I'm somebody who will show up in kind of sweatpants and a crop top t-shirt, Doc Martens and a sports bra on. He's just out of my league, and and that was really messing with my head yesterday. I did message him, because I want to try to at least meet him. I I just want, you know, I just want to have ten minutes with him so that I can, you know do the challenge of, of seeing if I can even speak to him for 10 minutes. Um, so I messaged him, messaged him like, Hey, I would love to meet you. And he says, uh, Hey, I don't want to waste your time, which is a, a rejection. And I kept going. I messaged back. Oh, neither do I want to waste my time. Um, I would love to get a quick drink with you because that would be awesome. I would love to meet you. He messages me today saying, I am not interested in paying you. Oh, God. Uh, which is a simple enough statement. It It's nice, because uh, my profile says, like, if you are not interested in paying me, then you are wasting my time. Like, the, that's actually what my profile says. So, it's kind of just a... He, he's just being, uh... Not, you know, this is a guy, who, he's not on this... Seeking arrangements, website, looking to pay anyone. He's looking for, he's looking for tens who, who just happen to be on the website. He's just looking, he's not looking to pay anyone. So I get that. Uh, but I can't tell. I mean, the way he says, I'm not interested. It just, it's very cutting. It's very cutting. Um, So again, it's just, you know, I, he, he can just stop replying to me, you know, if he, but I messaged back again, just like, that's okay. I would still love to meet you if you're ever interested in, um, or I don't know. So yeah, uh, put myself in a way, that's a, that, that, I put myself in a bad position there, you know, cause when I saw his profile, I was like, wow, I could really date this guy. You know, if he actually liked me, I could really date this guy forever. I could, I could marry this guy. You know, he has, uh, he has hundreds of millions of dollars at least. He's gorgeous. I mean, I could just marry this guy. Like this could be a really great relationship for me. And yet my profile says, if you're not willing to pay me on the first date... Like, my profile ruins it for me and I don't, didn't even realize. Just, I don't know. So, that's just the update on that. Really, we haven't gotten anywhere with it. Bro, I'm sweating. So, just, please. Yeah, and all, all I'll say is that... If you, if you watched the last podcast and got annoyed that's okay. If you're ever annoyed, just take, you know, take a few weeks off. Just stop listening, take a few weeks off, come back later and see if maybe I'm better. I'm doing better. Maybe you're liking it more again. Like just take some time off and come back. I don't want to stress out as much as I do about like, uh, keeping people on board. Like everybody who likes um, who, who has ever liked listening to this has to keep liking it every single time, every single day. That's just not going to happen. Especially if I put a podcast episode out every day. People are just not going to listen every single day. So I need to be okay with losing you. Um, and I just want to tell you that I am. You, you, can, you can leave and come back later you know check in every once in a while it's it's you're free to come and go as you please you don't have to just you know you don't have to be here supporting me every step of the way i obviously really appreciate it if you do stay forever but like come on i mean there's so many people that i support so much that i i don't i do not listen (laughs) to every single podcast you know i i I check out for a while. So, we we good. <sighs> um, I can't believe that I have to do 12 more miles. So, we have a, another thing. I told a lot of stories last week that made me seem, I mean, not last week, oh my god, yesterday, that made me seem like a bitch, I feel like. They were accurate stories, it's just that I just, I told them all in, um, back to back. And I was really leaning in to the bitchy part. I was just having fun with it, and I I just didn't like how it sounded, like, listening back. But, um, now I'm gonna play the, uh, it's gonna be 40 minutes of yesterday's podcast. It's pretty good, I think. I mean, it was kind of entertaining. One, two, three switch when blind people have sex with other blind people because like you know i wear contacts and i'm very like i need i need strong contacts in order to see and i've often gotten in relationships like serious relationships with guys who are also needing strong contacts so we would have a blind baby you know being blind is very weird because you know i have astigmatism which is like just It's, like, just a little bit different blindness. It's, like, not even... But astigmatism means you can't even, um... You can't even get, like, LASIK to have, like, your eyes permanently fixed. I mean, it's weird, because it's, like... In an apocalypse, I wouldn't be okay. You know, I would run out of contacts in an apocalypse. You know, I I love to try to think that I would be okay in an apocalypse and I could and I could survive, but like I wouldn't. I would be blind. You know, if this was any other time before glasses were invented, I would be a horror beggar on the side of the road. I wouldn't be able to see anything, and people would just take advantage of my body, and I would just like beg for food afterwards. Like that's that's I don't know. Isn't that what I would be? Like I try to think that God you know, God loves me, or whatever, and it's like, no, no, I mean, unless he put me here knowing that I could get glasses and contacts, but it's like, otherwise, he put me here blind. (laughs) So, anyways, like, to start a family with somebody else who's blind, it's like, what are we, you know, to be smart, I need to start a family, you know, I need to start a family with somebody that has perfect eyesight. Because then, perhaps, you know, that's what my mom did, and it didn't work. The eyesight the eyesight came from her. She was blind. It came from her onto me. But she, she made it with somebody that had perfect eyesight, and it just didn't work out. I got her eyes. But, um, and that's good, because her eyes are big and beautiful, and I actually, like, would prefer her eyes cosmetically. Um, but, like, um, <laughs> oh my God. Help me. Yeah, you just have to, like, think about the baby that you want to make, you know. Are you blind, and is your girlfriend blind? You know, is your boyfriend blind? Like, think about it. So. <laughs> mm. I have been kind of losing my mind, just on top of the fact, you know, I do have an energy drink in me, and, and... I'm very weight loss oriented, I guess, because of all the, like, I'm, I'm working out so much. Why wouldn't I be, you know? So this is a very, you know, attractiveness podcast today. But, um, I'm writing that down. Two. what was I saying? Oh, yeah, but I've also lost my mind, too, because, so, the last time I, Did this podcast. I really hadn't been doing the running challenge yet. The last podcast. And I was like all there mentally. Doing the running challenge. It's all day basically. It's kind of most of the time. I've been. Often walking. You know jogging a little. But mostly walking like around cities. Because like the treadmill is so boring. I walk around like little towns and cities that I pass by in Florida. And, like, I look around the historic areas and, like, the houses and stuff. And I just keep walking and seeing everything. Um, It's a lot. And I kind of play music and podcasts in my ear all day. I mean, all day. It was just a lot of stimulation, you know, because I hadn't, you know. Yesterday I did, I think, 16 miles or something in a row. And it was all fucking day. No sleep too. I had three hours of sleep. Sorry, um, I was—I lost it, dude. Like, I—I I, I didn't have real thoughts anymore. Like, I was just out of it. I woke up this morning with like a bunch of thoughts running through my head. You know, like all of the—you know—I—I opened my eyes and I just hear all these thoughts in my head, and all of the thoughts were nonsensical and it was embarrassing, and I, I knew they were from all the podcasts I was listening to, like, you know, I played the podcast on fast forward, so it's like just this fast yelling, and I woke up to like a bunch of that, like fast, yell, like little samples of all the podcasts I was listening to for 16 hours straight, just like all these like fast, like yelling in my mind, and I was like, oh my god, I lost it, dude. And I, I have to keep doing this. I, I don't want to stop doing this. So, I'll, so I kept doing it. Like today, I did it again. Basically, I, you know, I, I've done a bunch of miles today and, mo- you know, listen to music and podcasts. So, uh, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I you know, it's just a lot. Like normally, I would be doing things that. Require me thinking like in more various ways. Like, I'd be booking shows for myself and getting ready for the shows and going to the shows, you know, socializing, um, going on a date. What, what do I do normally? Oh, yeah, I would write my jokes, do my write, journal writing, like journal writing and um, different stuff. Like, but inside, all I'm doing is just walking around and jogging. And I, I start to feel like a vagrant. Because I feel like some people are, notice me, you know, I mean, I, in these small towns with a sports bra on, bra on, just, like, walking back and forth, like, up the block, down the block, next block, up the da- block, down the block, next block, and you know, every street in their, like, downtown area. And I just feel like they, for two hours, and I just feel like they notice, and I'm also in pain so I think they, They're like okay that's a vagrant I guess What what is that like somebody In pain walking around I don't know um Hopefully, hopefully it's fine I just don't know like what do normal cross Country runners do I'm basically A cross country runner right now Because I'm going across the country and I'm running It's like Do cr- cross country Runners like uh, listen to anything or do they are they in silence what if I do a whole day in silence I don't know if I could do that um okay <laughs> a lot of people have insecurities um especially like in interviews when they ask what your biggest weakness is and you're like oh my god you know I always say my biggest weakness is that I come too fast and too too frequently. I'm always coming too fast and too frequently. I can never satisfy anyone. At the very beginning, I just I I'm done. I I finished. You know, I I, I just get too excited. Wow, you know that was a joke premise. Um, that was a joke idea. The funny thing about it is just that as a woman saying that I come too fast and too frequently I can't I can't tell if that's funny but I I think most of not knowing if that's funny is that I'm on I'm fucked up on an energy drink so okay let's go to a motivating thing (gasps) yeah okay um I was learning about Jack Johnson, Jack Johnson was a black, (laughs) a black boxer in the Jim Crow era, and he became the, like, big heavyweight champion person, and he was, like, a rock star because of that, and he was black in the Jim Crow area when black people couldn't do so many things, like, black people couldn't beat up white people, which he was doing, but They couldn't, like, um, buy houses in really nice areas, which he was doing. They couldn't date white women at all, interracial dating. I mean, this is a long time ago. They couldn't do that, and he was doing it very openly. And nobody was, like, stopping him at all. Um, He was doing so many things that black people could not do. And he just kept doing... he, He, like... I don't... He had at least four serious relationships, like public i I think he got married to them um i forgot but like with white women and like nobody said anything you know and uh you know he was like just jet setting and all this stuff and like you know he, he he was just kind of the first black guy doing that and every other black guy was like dealing with so much like you know, they couldn't even drink out of the you know, water fountains, and just, like, they're just dealing with so much, uh, segregation, and then he was just, like, skipping over it, mostly because he was the champion in boxing, but, like, it almost seemed like it was, there was more, you know, like, he's, he's just doing so much more, and, uh, one time he said, like, I guess somebody asked him, and he said, I just act like racism doesn't exist, and so it doesn't for me. And that really hit me when I heard that because, first of all, first of all, that's ex- that would be exhausting because, like, you know, every single interaction you just have to be like, yeah, you know, I act like, I act like racism doesn't exist, and you know, the person is like mean to you or whatever, and, and you're like, what? Why are you being mean to me? I don't understand. And they're like, cause I'm racist. And you're like, what? I just don't understand how that actually works, but. I'm sure that works. You know, he just walked around, like, acting like everything was fine. And, when we, and people kind of believed it. They were like, oh, he thinks everything's fine. It must be fine. You know, he has a smile on his face. He's acting like this is totally cool. He's acting like I should be cool with it. So maybe I should be cool with it. And it just worked. Dude, the transition that I'm uh, 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 about <laughs> the transition that I'm making right now, I'm not excited for, but I was excited for it because it inspired me to try to like act like negativity doesn't exist. Um, because I often, you know, I mean, I'm scared to go back to Austin, Texas. I mentioned that in the podcast before because I just feel like. I walk around and, like, get into trouble. Like, I get into negative situations with people. Um. And I'm just like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore, but I don't know how. Like, I just want to stay out of trouble. Uh. And just, you know, negative, like. I get into negative situations, I feel like. A lot. But I often, you know. Something I had been reading about. Like, I often, uh, uh um, <laughs> I often, like, think that, I think about the negative situation before it happens. Like, I, you know, I do often kind of see it coming. I pre-plan negativity in almost every interaction. Like, I'm, a, I'm constantly on the defense for the fact that the, a person hates me, or people hate me. I, I think that most people are going to hate me. And so, that's kind of like with Jack Johnson. Like he did not approach people thinking that they were going to hate him. That was like the opposite. You know, apparently he approached people thinking that they, you know, just really pushing out that vibe that like, oh, they love me. You know, why wouldn't they love me? Why wouldn't everything be perfectly fine? And I don't. I don't push that out. I don't push that out. <laughs> I put. I, I put out the vibe that like. You know, accidentally. I think people read vibes (laughs) way more than anyone gives them credit for. Like, human beings have been polishing their ability to read energy and vibes for millions of years. That's, like, one of our biggest things. That's why we're so smart. That's our whole deal is we can definitely, for millions of years, we've definitely really perfected our ability to read each other's energies. And I think that that's, like, you know... I walk into a room, you know, I walk into an interaction, and I just kind of always think that that person is going to, like, hate me. And a lot of times the person kind of does hate me. And it takes a great person to not hate me um, and to actually, like, push through and become my best friend. Which is why, yeah, whatever. Oh, my God, I'm dying Uh, this was such a bad idea. Sorry. Uh, what was I saying? I just remember, like, I went to this, like, summer program once, like, this summer school. I was, uh, like, 15. And we were so fucking hype, man. It was, like, 20 of us in the summer program. And I was, like, best friends with this guy in the program. Um, immediately, and we just hung out so much, and I had another best friend there, but all of the other people, there was like 18 other people at this program, where I didn't even, like, I didn't introduce myself to them, or try to, you know, be all night, you know, I didn't try anything with them, I just kind of allowed them to be the back board, like the background, because I just had my two, you know, best friends, and I was like having a good time, and I allowed the other 18 people be, to be in the background. But that wasn't that wasn't all of it. I also every time I walked in the room, I did also in my head have this assumption that they hated me, that the eighteen other people hated me, and they they did. Like I remember on the third day or something, Pat. You know, my the girl best friend that I had was like all of those girls were talking about how you're a bitch, and I was like, what? Like you know, I've never talked to them. Like you know, and she's like, yeah, I know, but that, you know, they're all talking about how you're a bitch, and that they hate you, right, so certain things, like, were happening, and they were, like, you know, yeah, they were talking a lot about how they hated me, so at the end of the program, (laughs) at the end of the program, like, we had this big uh, meeting, you know, this closing meeting, and it was a very spiritual program, so we had a lot of, like, spiritual talking and stuff, and, like, At some point, we finally got to the idea that, like, uh, why do those 18 people hate me? Because, uh, because I didn't do anything, I I never, there was no evidence, right, to back it up. And they were all like, yeah, you're right. Like, all of the 18 people were like, yeah, you know, she didn't do any, we just kind of started hating her. Like, you know, we just assumed she was mean or whatever. Like, I don't know. And the teacher of the spiritual program looked looked at me and she was like, you need to stop walking into rooms assuming that everyone's going to hate you because then everyone will hate you. Like, I don't know. They'll just like read the energy. Like you need to walk into rooms and tr- when you walk into a room, try to assume that people are loving you, you know? because you Because you thought like, you thought that they hated you before you had, had evidence. And that could have been what created it. Oh my god, I feel like I'm just like rambling on and on. I hope I listen back to this and it's actually good. But, I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna be the case. Um, was it? Yeah, so... You know... I just noticed that just now like to get this energy drink I ran to Walmart and um, Walmart was closing like within five minutes and they had already made it where the door won't open which is so bitchy like what the fuck like there's still five more minutes but they made it where the door won't open um, and this was on the grocery side like I know my Walmarts but anyways so I was like knocking on the door because of the uh, the greeter was standing there and he kept like apparently not hearing my knocks, who knows, but but there was just this feeling I had inside of me where I would knock, and he would quote-unquote not hear my knocks, and I just felt like he hated me, or whatever, like, you know, that we had beef, that he didn't like me, even though he hadn't even seen me, he hadn't even turned around, uh, you know what I mean, like, I don't, he was about, like, I started to knock louder, and I was like, okay, at some, you know, he's, he's going to start, um, he's going to turn around and, and look at me, and I'm going to have to say, could you please open the door? Like, we're going to have to have that interaction. And I just felt like it was going to be so hard for me to not have any bad vibes with him. Like, to, you know, to just be like, hi! Like, you know, like a cute, sweet girl with, with no, with just totally naive you know no negative thoughts at all would be like hey like hi like he'd turn around she'd be like hey could you let me in oh my god i have five more minutes isn't that crazy could you just let me in i'm gonna get an energy drink it's right in the front so it should be fine it should be fast like oh my god like just totally positive and he'd be like oh my god here like i opened the door for you high five and everything would be positive i mean imagine how awesome that would be But instead, I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay, I need to smile. Because, like, my instinct was, genuinely my instinct was that if he turned around, I'd be like, could you open the door? Like a fucking criminal. I'd be, like, pointing at the door, like, it's locked. You know, like, um, and he'd probably be like, well, we're closed. And I'd be like, five more, we have five more minutes. Like, you know, I'm just getting an energy drink. Like, and I'd be kind of pissed, right? Because... Because the policy of closing the door before you close pisses me off. So, I, so I'd be, I'm, I'm like pissed off. Like, hey, I just need an energy. Ju- like, I have negativity in me. I feel like we're fighting because you locked the door too early. Right? But a positive girl would not let that get her down. Like, the door would be locked Too early. <coughs> too early. And she'd be like, oh my god, this is so goofy. Ah. She'd be like, hi, oh my god, it looks like there's still five more minutes, oh my god. Like, she'd be all positive and, and cute. And he'd be like, oh, let me open it for you. Like, so I noticed that, though. Like, I noticed how big of a difference there was between how negative I was feeling compared to, like, a real positive girl. And so I, like, tried. He when He turned around and I was like oh, could you open it? Like, I tried to be a little bit more positive. And that's all we can do. You know, know, we can just try our best and be like, try to be more like Jack Johnson and just be like, you know, try to live where you assume negativity doesn't exist. Like, Jack Johnson would also get into the Walmart. You know, the guy would turn around and Jack Johnson would be like, hey, man, like smiling. Hey, man, would you just open the door, man? You know, would, would hey, open the door. And not act like, you know, this victim of like, yo, why the fuck is the door closed? Uh looks like we're out of time. So should I like uh wait? Yeah. Okay, I'll leave you just with this. Like I'm gonna make a video. For TikTok, I guess. Like, it's a small video clip. I just think it's a a funny idea. This is, like, another, basically, premise, but it's for a video. It's a video where you start off with a clip of a real problem. Like, a real issue that you cannot argue. Like, nobody can see this real fucking issue and not be like, Oh, that's really bad. That is so bad and wrong. Some global issue, like some terrible fucking issue. And it's like for five seconds, right? And then you clip it with, it ends with uh, those clips of gurus saying that there's no such thing as a problem. Wait. That nothing, you know, nothing is ever bad. I have people in my family that follow gurus, and honestly, they're scam artists. I've been to their ashrams, and it's, it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. I can see the ego on the gurus. Like, they, they they literally claim out loud that they don't have an ego. And it's, like, all ego. Um, so it's, like, a scary amount of ego. And, anyways, they say that, you know, hey, there, nothing is good or bad. You know, nothing is ever a problem, nothing is ever wrong. And that's fine, but... I just, um, I don't like the way gurus are, they, um, they take a lot of your money. Like, every single bullshit thing that they give is, like, very expensive, and, you know, they, they act like you need them. They're always like, as long as you follow me, as long as you listen to me, and it's like, bitch, stop. I don't need to be following you. Like, my family doesn't need to be following your cult, Okay? You are not the answer to everything. You're just an Indian guy. Like, that's all that you are. There's hundreds... There's thousands of you that think you're gurus, and it's just not the case. I don't know. I've been to the, you know, ashram in Tennessee of Sad Guru, and it's... It's absolute bullshit. He's, like, the most famous guru or whatever in America right now. No. It is terrifying. Everyone is out of their mind. When you think about, you know, a lot of people haven't entered a cult. I guess you can think like maybe a Christian church is a little. There's something about it where you're like, yeah, these people are lost souls. When you see the people that are buying into it and there, there's something so um, empty about them where you're like, oh, yeah, I could also sway you. I couldn't get you out of here because you're very you're very in this cult, but I could pretend to be in this cult um, in a higher sense and then sway you over to me. I could be like, yeah, but I you know I'm I'm in here too and I'm all advanced. Come over here and get some extra you know learning over here, and I could fucking sway you too. Like there's just something very empty, and they really want someone to just. Pull their strings like a fucking puppet. Uh, and they're very, like, horny. There's something very sexual about their following. You know, a, a lot of the people at this ashram want to have sex with Sadhguru. And he's this ugly ass Indian guy, like, but he's just, he pretends to be, he's like, I have the most fun on earth. He says, he literally says, I am, like, drunk all the time with joy and love, I am, like, drunk with happiness, and if you are close with me, you will be too. It's just, no, fuck you, bitch. Uh, dude, I... He has a mansion next to there, and I think he's, like, luring women over, like, I don't like it. He try like, a lot of his thing is the sexual air, and I don't like it. Sorry. Um... And I, like, I just wanted to add, like... I don't know if I said this, but of, like, what, like, what video I would use as, like, the real problem video, like, the worst thing you could possibly see, I don't know if I mentioned it, um, because I mentioned it to my family, so I don't remember if I said it to you, but, like, hyenas used to be my favorite animal, um, Nobody nobody claimed hyenas as their favorite animal, so I was really excited about, like, how they were my favorite anim- animal. They're, they're fucking huge. Like, if you Google pictures of um, Africans who have, like, a hyena on a leash, it's like a chain. They, like, have a hyena on a giant chain. And the, it, a hyena is huge. It's a fucking beast of, a, like, a monster. They're closer to cats than to dogs, but they're in their own, like, Species family thing. They're in their own thing called hyenas or whatever and um There's just so many crazy things about them, but I'm not gonna go into it. It's just that like They have mohawks, you know, I like the striped hyenas better than the spotted ones Uh, They have mohawks. They have the strongest bite um, Seven times stronger than a lion's bite. Um, Just like so many crazy things, right? They laugh which is like, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going into comedy and hyenas laugh like whatever so, I was starting to favor them less because in comedy there's all these fucking people that, that say a hyena is their favorite animal and it pisses me off. Because it's like, I want to be the only person, you know. And then there's this girl with hyena in her, her stage name, who's like always around. And then, you know, there's some comedy clubs that are called hyena. And I just, I'm like, okay, so it's lame. But it was hard to shake it off, because it is such a cool animal. Uh, it, it's been hard to shake it off as my favorite animal. Until I finally saw videos. Um, and I'll just say that, like, I never thought, like, you know, I always thought that carnivores, you know, I guess, yeah, carnivores, they u- they usually kill their food before they eat it. You know, because I've seen cats, you know, I watched Animal Planet. And on Animal Planet, the lion, you know, the bear, the wolf, all these things kill the animal. I mean, the snake, the crocodile, they kill their prey as fast as they can. And then they eat it. And that really helped me build my faith because I was like, oh, you know, They're just killing it because they're hungry and they care, like... You know, they care enough to not just eat it alive. Like, they want to put it out of its misery. Obviously, they're also killing it so that it stops fighting and escaping. But I, I just wanted to believe, like, okay, yeah, you know, maybe that's part of it. It's just like, you know, a tiger goes straight for the throat and just puts you right out of your misery... You know, it doesn't make you bleed to death or, you know, do all these other things. It just, it, it puts you out of your misery. So, th- and I just felt like that was so moral and that really helped me live my life. Then I started hearing, like, Joe Rogan and stuff talk about animals eating each other alive in the jungle. And I was like, oh, God, like, well, you know, I, I, sh- I have to do my due diligence. I have to do my research. He was talking about one bear, like, a bear eating a deer alive. And I looked at that video, and it didn't seem like that was the case. I, I felt like it killed the deer before it started eating it. So I was able to keep going in my life and be like, yeah, no. that That's not, you know, animals do not eat each other alive. Like, I, I just, I was able to go keep going. Well... I, I finally, you know, somebody was talking about hyenas eating other animals alive so much that I went onto YouTube and I like saw, I watched one compilation video of hyenas eating animals alive, and it's true. They do that. And, um, you know, you can even see like a cat, like a, a big cat, jaguar, or whatever, will be trying to kill an animal by the neck, like, trying to put it out of its misery, and the hyena will come up and just start eating it alive, like, while, like, cheating the situ- you know, the moral situation. You'll see, like, I saw a buffalo that was, like, kind of sinking into mud, I guess? Like, it was alive, laying in very deep mud, and- but it was alive, and hyenas just started eating it from its butt. Very slowly, mind you. Um, I saw a hyena just tear the tail off of a rhino that was, like, you know, standing there. And the rhino's tail was, like, you know, bleeding out. Tail area was bleeding out. And, then a- and it was just, like, eating its tail right in front of the rhino. And the rhino was, like, stomping around, like, pissed off, like, oh my god you know, you took my tail, and the hyena's just like, yeah, whatever, fuck you, like, the way I hate hyena. like, I don't like them anymore, I, I just can't believe, like, um, I just don't, I can't support that, like, I just can't, like, the, the, another hyena came up and took its balls off, just eating its balls, and the rhino probably survived, I guess, I don't know, like, it was... They stopped eating... Because the rhino was so much bigger than them and stuff. Like, they stopped eating the rhino. They just came over and, and got a snack from the rhino. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm leaning up to uh, the fact that the worst video I've ever seen in my life, I think. And I've seen a lot of bestiality. I haven't really seen child porn. I've kind of seen it in my imagination. And it's scary. But... Again, it's kind of like, this is the worst I've ever seen. And it was basically, like, an antelope deer. uh, The hyena was eating it alive. And the hyena had took its, like, stomach off. Like, the side of its stomach area off, like, the skin. And, uh, sorry. I'm sorry, like, turn this off if you don't like it. But, like, I mean, the antelope stood up. And was, like, kind of trying to walk away. And all all of its guts fell out this giant, like, a foot, a foot, a square foot hole. Just, you know, its package of guts. The whole, all of the guts just were hanging out, I mean. And the hyena was acting so casual. Like, the hyena wasn't, I don't know, I mean... I feel like a tiger or some other more fucking honorable goddamn animal would either run away in shock, first of all, or quickly pounce on the antelope and try to put it out of its misery, right? Try to kill it. You know, try to beat it up and kill it. But the hyena doesn't give a fuck, dude. The hyena thinks it's funny. And, like, it just keeps taking bites, Like, it it puts its head, so, like, all the guts are out, and it just replaces that area with its own head. Like, it just puts its head in there and just takes a bite out of something and comes back out and just chills, like, eating it. And the antelope is sitting there watching it, like, it's walking, because it's just still alive. It's still, like, all of its guts are still working, like, it's just still alive. And it's just, like, taking a few steps and then watching the hyena go inside of its stomach and take more, and it, like, takes more steps. It's like, just standing there. Yo! Worst video I've ever seen. And I feel like almost that is what I would put, except that would get taken down. Um, while I'm, while I'm telling you that hyenas aren't cool, and it just makes me feel in danger, like, you know, it was recent that I saw that video. I'm, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. But, okay. It was very recent that I saw that. It ruined my you know, belief in, you know, in good and evil, like, it just ruined my life, like, um, and it scared, it scared me, like, (laughs) I don't know what to do, and then I just, like, then YouTube has the algorithm where it kind of, like, shows you more, it's like, oh, you want to see animals getting eaten alive, like, here's more, and I just pressed on one other one, and I just want to tell you that woodpeckers suck. I just want to tell you that, that like when woodpeck, when woodpeckers have a hard time getting water, they'll go to baby birds and peck at their heads and suck their brains out just a little bit. Like they'll suck just a little bit of their brains out and the baby birds are alive. Like when your brain is getting fucked with, you you stay alive. Like, and, um, I just, I watched a whole video of a woodpecker pecking all three baby birds brains and the baby birds would like be moving around a lot like because they just stay alive and then finally they they're they're so like aggri they're so like confused and aggravated that they just walk off the nest and fall you know to their basically death and the woodpecker just moves to the next baby bird and just pecks at its head and I just um I'll just tell you that if I see a fucking woodpecker, like, I don't, like, I'm just like, you know, that if I see a woodpecker, I'm going to fucking kill it. That's all I'm telling, like, I'm going to find, like, like, later when I have time and shit, I'm going to have, like, woodpecker-specific attractants, like, you know, a seed or whatever that woodpeckers love, and I'm going to have a fucking gun, and I'm going to shoot woodpeckers that come to the tree area. Like, I just can't stand, like, I don't know, I don't know what to do, you know what I mean? Like, this is a new thing for me of just, like, I can't handle injustice, um, I understand that parasites are, you know, unjust, but, like, in the real animal world, I just can't, I can't.